Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast, starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear, Stirk Daddy, Justin STP6, Andy Pollock, Randy Santarelli, D. Slackey, the debut of House Deets, Candle Still Lit, Little Slads, WGL 1035, Prince Palmer 17, Lefty 79, and Bucks in 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. We are coming to you after week one. We had some interesting matchups, including, as Justin calls, the tank bowl between me and Lefty. Um, you came up with that name. <laughs> we also saw D Slagkey break the single week scoring record for our league. Insane. Um, and we are going to be debuting, along with this podcast, the first issue of the Westeros Weekly, which is going to be a newsletter sent to you via email. It's going to be basically one page back to back, PDF form, and. It has a ton of like cool and fun information about our league. It's going to be a really good accompanying tool to the podcast. We kind of thought about it, and Justin and I have been talking about shortening up the podcast because we want to make it easier for you guys to listen and then also have something for some of you that don't listen to read and or just kind of skim through with a lot of fun, interesting like data and information. So, you know, we thought to continue to make the league grow, creating two things that, you know, we already have the podcast going, and I know a lot of people have fun with it. They love, like, the name drops and everything. Um, but then we also have something that's in writing, and we're also going to have people writing every single week the newsletter. So it's not just going to be me, the commissioner. I know Justin is going to be writing it next week, and Stirk's going to be writing it for week three. If any of you guys have an interest in writing an issue just let me know and i'll put you on the schedule otherwise stirk myself and justin will just be kind of filtering through you as the author have free reign um just as long as you don't do anything that would you know really piss people off obviously we're all opinionated and we all write differently but it's just a fun way to hear the voice of people um through writing and i'm not a journalist i know justin was a journalist so he's probably going to write a little better than me uh but you know comedy and and memory is something that I want to be able to have for this league. Justin, do you have any thoughts on anything I just went through? No, because we just spent um, a good hour or so kind of uh, brainstorming about what we do with um, both the podcast and the newsletter. Uh, and with this, it's going to make the podcast shorter, which it's going to be a little less prep time for us and a little easier to, to swallow. Also, I'm about ready to throw my microphone out the door <laughs> that I tried to buy for this. So my mic would be volume would be better. But uh, after many, many, many times of trying to mess with it, I'm ready to get moving with this. Um, I am excited for writing about football every week, though. Um, if even if I'm not the one writing it, just to like contribute or anything like that. For sure. So, you know, what did you think about week one? Obviously, week one, we have so many overreactions. Uh, as as football watchers and then also fantasy watchers, you know Sammy Watkins, for the first time in probably like five years, did not have 
an unbelievable week one performance. Um, but, you know, week one's always great because you have so many overreactions, people freaking out. I remember last year I lost week one and I was already starting to freak out. And then obviously I hit the re- the reset button. What do you think about week one? I mean, week one, I, I try to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it's a little easier for me now knowing that, like, last year the Packers just got absolutely fucking smoked. Um, and then they went and had a very great year. So when it's happening this year or when fantasy teams are doing it, I'm trying to trying to relax a little bit. The only thing that really pissed me off was um, the male sex god, according to Gulag, um, Rodrigo, being let go. <laughs> I, I I don't think I'm ever gonna get over that one. Yeah. Well, I sent the GIF in this chat yesterday. I just had to drop him today. I am very very upset about that. Outside of that, week one seemed like it was all right, and we'll see once we get a few weeks under our belts and start forming some opinions. For sure. Uh, speaking of the gulag, which you made mention of, we are also making a decision to just write about the gulag in uh, the Westeros Weekly because we want to focus our podcast primarily on our league and things related to our league. We love the gulag. Everybody that's in the gulag loves it. Um, but, you know, that's a good way to, to kind of talk about, you know, waivers and who got eliminated. And you can read up on it. So let's get right into our first segment, which is obviously the cookies now i don't have any of the sound clips handy bear with me i promise for week two i will have them but justin and i as you've kind of heard have been a little bit flustered with you know technology or technical issues and then also just trying to you know tailor this podcast up so it's short it's easy to listen to uh so justin let's talk about some cookies so we're going to break down cookies this year into four different sections number one we're going to do is we're going to take a look. If you guys did not recall, we voted on cookies. Again, cookies meaning that you had the best performance by position compared to anybody else in the league. Now, if you want to know if your player received a cookie, you'll be able to see that in the Westeros Weekly. What we're going to be talking about here is how much money in terms of fab did people earn. We're going to be talking about how many cookies each team has. We're also, like we've always done, going to look at who are like the main cookie earners at a position. And then also, where does this week rank in terms of the season? And then also comparing it a little bit to last season. So with that being said, and without further ado, Justin, what can you tell us about the fab that was earned by each team this week? Guys, just a reminder, also $2 fab is going to be awarded for each cookie given to a player. Yeah, so we had a couple teams with some pretty impressive weeks. If Danny broke the scoring record, you knew that he's going to have some crazy scores for some of his players. That was definitely the case. Uh, D. Sladke earned four cookies, which means $8 in fab going towards him. That would be helpful if he used it. D. Sladke, very famously, doesn't use waivers. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, next, we have Andy. Um, Andy had three cookies earned this week. Um, she will earn $6 towards waivers. Sturk uh, is the only other one in double digits, or, uh, or more than one, sorry. Yikes. Um, he has two cookies, both defenders, one now for the year. Yikes. Um, $4 towards his total. And myself... Andy and Ryan each had one that'll give us two cookies. 
And I want to give a special shout out to Candle. We will shout out this player just because it's Candle's first cookie in the FTT Dynasty. Devin White gets him wow. his flex IDP defender. Congratulations on two extra dollars of fab. Incredible. So incredible. Yes. It's just it's just impre- impressive. So we've this week one. We already know the standings. Everyone else has zero. We'll move on to the next part, which is um, the team totals, which we talked about. So the cookie team score. This year we have 358.6 frog cookie total. That is 22 points higher than last year. Next week I can start talking about team totals, player totals, and how it compares to last year and how it's going for the season. But since it's week one, that's all I got. Yep. Pretty easy this week for the cookies. So let's move into our next section, which is the review. We're going to review week one here in the For the Throne Dynasty League. So I'm going to go week by week, or I'm going to go matchup by matchup here for week one. In the first matchup, we had, as I term it, the tank bowl. And I promise you, I did not intentionally try to tank. You can see that by looking at some of the players I started. Yes, I did start Joshua Kelly, but Brees Hall was on my taxi last week. I moved him up because I was afraid that J.K. Dobbs would not be healthy. So if you take a look at, we had Damon's last stand against time to play the game. Damon's last stand, which is otherwise known as Bucks and Six, lost this matchup 125.4 to 128.8. So it was only a 3.4 point loss. At the quarterback, he had Mac Jones with only 10.5 points, a disappointing performance. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the running back six right now through one week with 22.5 points. Uh, and then Joshua Kelly with 5.5. At the wide receivers, Devontae Smith literally had zero with four targets. Terry McLaurin with 13.8. At the tight end, Mo Alley-Cox with 4.5, and that was his swan song for Damon's last stand as he was dropped today. In the flex is Jerry Judy with 20.5 approximately, and then Rashad Bateman with about 14. It all came basically on one catch. Uh, If you look at the IDPs, Jordan Brooks had 11 after having 12 tackles. Derwin James had 11.5 after a sack and a QB hit. Everything else was kind of standard. On lefty side, he had 15.5 from Trevor Lawrence, 18.5 from Miles Sanders. Disappointing debut for Damian Pierce, but it seems like the Texans really love Rex Burkhead. Don't know why. Uh, CeeDee Lamb really disappointed with only 4.9. Jalen Waddle had 17.7. Ertz with 11.5. Uh, Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell with 11.2. Matt Prater, yikes, with only one point. What? One extra point? That's it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then we had Daniil Hunter with 10, Buda Baker with 10. But time to play the game moves to 1-0 and Damon's last stand to 0-1. The next matchup was between Outdoor Furnishings and King Burke Daddy. This is for the third straight year, correct? The uh, This would be the, or I guess, the last two championship league championships in our league. This one was a blowout. Stirk Daddy moved to 1-0 after a 215.2 to 133.1 point victory. That is an 82-point victory for Stirk Daddy. My God. On Cascade Bears' side, he had Jalen Hurts, 
Great game with 24.7. Elijah Mitchell is going to be out for like the next six to eight weeks. Only scored four. And David Montgomery with eight. <clears throat> he had Debo Samuel disappointing, 12.5 points. Mark Andrews, another disappointment, kind of, I guess, with 10.2. But all tight ends were pretty bad this week. Uh, Aaron Jones with 10.5. Brandon McManus with 10, but did miss the 65-yard field goal. Uh, Foysad Aluakon with 11, his MVP last year. And then Micah Parsons with 15 and a half. Uh, on Stirk Daddy's side, he had Josh Allen with 37 and a half. We had Christian McCaffrey with 15 and a half, and Eckler with 11. Tyreek Hill with 18, Brandon Cooks with 15, uh, Joe Mixon in the flex with 21 and a half, along with Michael Thomas in his debut for Stirk Daddy with 22.7. Welcome back to the league. Miles Garrett had an incredible 21 and a half points. TJY had 23 and a half in his swan song as he's going to be uh, injured for the next probably six or so weeks. And that was really it. So a good victory for Sturk. The third matchup was between Team Little Slads, who scored the least amount of points on the week against Prince Palmer. Prince Palmer won this matchup 143.9 to 95.6. That is about a 48-point victory for Ryan. On Little Slads' side, Disappointing performance from both running backs, Derrick Henry and Elvin Kamara, and then quarterback Tom Brady did not really do much either. T. Higgins was terrible for him, but he did exit with a concussion. And Keenan Allen, another injury, uh, is going to be out, and he only gave him 10.5 points. So I'm really curious now I'm looking at this, who he's going to start against me this week. Travis Etienne was pretty bad. Corton Sutton was pretty mediocre. No really good performances on Little Slad side. On Ryan's side, he had 26.2 from Lamar Jackson, 20 point from A.J. Dillon, um, about 10.5 from Chase Edmonds, and 30 from Jamar Chase, beast mode. Uh, terrible performance from Kyle Pitts. He doesn't like to see that. And then he had 10-point performances from Drake London and Juju Smith-Schuster. Welcome to the league, Drake London, who had a pretty good game. I know that you are reaping the benefits from that in dubs. Uh, we had, oh, he, yikes, he only had half a point for Aiden Hutchinson in his NFL debut and just really nothing else of value. But a good victory for Ryan moving to 1-0. The next matchup was between Candlestill Lit in his For the Throne debut and Will. Will won this matchup 182.6 to 110.1. So that is a 72.5 point victory. Oh my God, for Will. On, um, wow, Johnny's side. Aaron Rodgers with 3.7 points. That is terrible. Uh, terrible performances also by his running backs, including Najee Harris getting a little bit hurt. Allen Robinson was terrible. He only had one catch for 12 yards. Uh, Marquise Brown was solid with 14.3. He had 15.5 from Von Miller, who looked great. And then, as you mentioned earlier, 20.5 from Devin White, who got himself a cookie. Uh, on Will's side, he had 29.2 out of Justin Herbert, 20 from Antonio Gibson, who we thought was dead, Michael Carter with 17, 27 from Michael Pittman. I miss you so much. <laughs> and then in the flexes, we had 6.5 from Adam Thielen and 9.9 .9 out of Elijah Moore. Uh, and then for the IDPs, 14.5 from Antoine Winfield Jr. and 11 from Nick Bosa. Also, Will's going to have to find a replacement for a kicker as Harrison Butker is out. Great victory, though, for Will, who scored 182 points. That's got to be exciting for him. The next matchup was between Andy and Justin. Andy won this matchup 213.1 to 144.1. So that is a 69 nice point 
performance and victory for Andy, moving to 1-0. She got 22.2 out of Joe Burrow, which is preposterous, knowing that he threw four interceptions. 26 and, and a, a half. Fumble. And a fumble. Yeah, that's, that's minus 10 points right there. DeAndre Swift had 26 and a half, 19.8 out of Javante Williams, who had 12 targets. Oh, my God. Cooper Cup at 32.8. Justin Jefferson with 39.4. That's insane. 15.7 from Leonard Fournette. 14 out of her kicker. That's nice. On your side, you had 24.6 from Kyler Murray. 27.5 from the boy, Jonathan Taylor. Terrible. Zero points from Cam Akers. So that must have been a stat correct. I thought he had point .2 uh, on three carries. How do you feel about that? I'm so excited. I am so happy that I, I held on to him for a while. At least I have uh, the, his handcuff, which is now the starter. <laughs> 1.9 out of Devontae Parker, 1.1 out of Mike Gasicki, Gasick, and then 22.6. Hey, Goose had Gasick, almost Goose egged. One catch for one yard. Oh my God. <laughs> Cordero Patterson looked incredible. He had 22 carries for 120 yards. So for 22.6, Christian Kirk looked really good as well. Uh, looked like he was kind of worth the money, I guess, for 17.7. Rodrigo Blankenship in kind of his swan song as a Colt, eight points. You had 11.5 also out of Bobby Wagner. So a tough loss for Justin, but a good win for Andy. And then the last matchup again, as we may mention too, it broke the scoring record. D Slack, he defeated Randy. 234 to 157 and a half. That was a uh, 77 point victory for D Slads. He got 44.9 out of Patrick Mahomes, 33 and a half from Saquon. Man, did he look great. 16 and a half from James Conner, and 30 from Devontae Adams. Stephon Diggs scored 26. Travis Kelsey with 26. Not good performances from his flexes, but it didn't really matter. 13 out of Roquan Smith, and 11 and a half out of Max Crosby. On Randy's side, um, it is a return to Seattle as a Bronco. Russell Wilson did not ride. He lo- he only scored 19.8. Delvin, yikes, only 13.8. Again, that's okay, but not for Delvin's standard. And then 15 from Nick Chubb. 25.5 from A.J. Brown. 19 from Mike Evans. Looking at his IDPs, Harrison Smith scored 14 because of the interception, but everybody else was very disappointing for him. A very tough loss for Randy moving to 0-1. And D. Slacky is on top of the world at 1-0. That's all we got for a review. So let's move in to the waivers and the trades. We do not have any trades this week. Am I correct by saying that? You are correct, yes. So I know Justin's dying for you guys to make some trades so he has some content to talk about there. Let's talk a little bit about the waivers that just ran eight hours ago. Today was our first big one of the week. As Will said, life, taxes, and spending huge money on IDPs. That's what I did. I actually spent by far the most amount of money this week. Um, The first one and the most expensive being Alex Highsmith, who I dropped $31 on. Jesus Christ, I could have literally dropped a dollar and got him. Alex Highsmith, again, I picked him up because TJ Watt's going to miss extended time, and he scored 28.5 last week. Nine tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. Jesus. 
He has defensive line and linebacker eligibility as well. The next move I made was picking up Talanoa Hufanga, who was causing a ton of havoc in the Bears 49er game. He scored 20 points, and he had 11 tackles and a pick. Now, Talanoa Hufanga is only 23. I picked him up. He kind of fits along with my mold. And he has linebacker and defensive back eligibility. So I dropped Cole Holcomb, who was kind of a, a tackle stud for me last year. Uh, but he's also 26. I'm trying to get a little bit younger in my ADPs. No one bid on him, though. I could have literally got him for a dollar. I kind of felt bad about that. The third one was, again, me. I picked up O.J. Howard, who had a two-touchdown performance for the Houston Texans. However, I didn't even realize this until now. He only had 17% of the snaps. So mm -hmm. either that's not going to be sustainable or he's going to get more snaps, hopefully, moving forward. I dropped my boy and the former college basketball player, Mo Ali Cox, $22 to O.J. Howard. A former Justin rostered player went to Little Slats for 12 bucks. He beat Lefty in the bid for by two. Taysom Hill is going to Little Slats for 12 bucks. Do you miss him? Yeah, I definitely didn't think that they were going to use him the way they did. We'll see if that continues throughout the year because they didn't use some of their weapons on the outside and Kamara didn't have that great of a game. But Taysom Hill went beast mode. Yeah. Next, I made a move on DeAndre Carter just because I wanted to roster a Charger that had some uh, actual value. I picked up DeAndre Carter for twelve bucks, uh, and again, I could have got another player for one buck. That is four for four on players that I overspent on. <laughs> Whatever. All right, then we had Justin picking up new Dallas Cowboy quarterback Cooper Rush. And he dropped, come on, guy, Drew Locke, who looked super hype for Geno Smith on the bench. What was your thought behind getting Cooper Rush? Real quick, you spent $89 in fab this week. All of those guys you could have gotten for $1. Oh, God. <laughs> I just had to point that out because I was looking through that. Uh, but, yes, I was – Drew Locke looked very hype. Um, watching Geno Smith – I'm still convinced at some point this year Drew Locke will get a start. Either it's an injury or they just want to see what they got in him. But right now, Cooper Rush is the starting quarterback yep. for the Cowboys, Cowgirls. Um, so we'll see uh, how he does, and we'll see if he's even worth streaming over Carson Wentz. But although Carson Wentz had a pretty fantastic game. Next, we had Cascade Bear dropping 7 bucks on Marlon Mack, who is on the 49ers practice squad from when I was just reading. That's news to me. He got cut by the Texans, and then they brought him back, and then they cut him again, I believe. <laughs> and people were thinking he was going to be the starter, too. The next move I really like because he might have found a diamond in the rough just based off his week one 16-point performance. Uh, and it kind of goes along with getting him a younger player. I know they're kickers, but kickers, they matter too, right? Lefty picked up Cade York for 5 bucks. He's the rookie kicker for the Browns. He had a game-winning kick and drops Matt Prater. Will then goes ahead and he picks up my boy and the former Charger, Young Way Koo, for 2 bucks and drops Robert Quinn. And then finally, we had Justin 
saying goodbye to his buddy Rex Vex, Rodrigo Blankenship, and picking up Jason Sanders, who was actually pretty good, and he dropped 10 points. He was pretty valuable. If it wasn't for Jason Sanders, I would have not survived the gulag. So shout out Jason Sanders. Uh, what is your brother Trevor's thoughts about Rodrigo Blankenship being cut? Uh, I'll, I'll look back at um... – so I just said, Rec, last night when he was in a college class, I said, Rex Fex cut right back crying. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I explained that he had two out-of-bounds kicks and he missed the game-winning kick. He's like, yeah, what the fuck? The dude was a legend. Didn't he actually have a really good rookie year? And I said, yes. And he asked if he could be on the team, in the uh, on a team in the future. And I that's when I told him, who the fuck knows with kickers? They, <laughs> they work them out all the time. Kickers get cut all the time, unless you're like Mason Crosby or, I don't know, Matt Prater at, for the most part, or Ovid and Terry or something like that. Yeah. They, kickers get cut all the time. They change teams all the time. So I would not be shocked to see Rex Bex back. He is a sex symbol, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how that works with the waivers. So I know there's some few free agent pickups afterwards. Like the big one I saw was Greg Dorch not even being bid on. He's been pretty valuable for the Cardinals, uh, at least week one. So that's how it went for the Ravers. Let's now dive into Justin previewing our six matchups this week. Justin, are you ready? I am. Uh, just speaking real quick on that Greg Dortch waiver wire pickup. Last year, I had him on my sarcastic ball bench, and then I think I had dropped him when I did my draft this year. <laughs> And, yeah, that's a backfire. All right. Uh, so we'll start with uh, the matchup of the eight and nine seeds at the moment, after week one, uh, Peacock Power versus Outdoor Furnishings. Um, for my squad, I'm going to be starting and projected to lose by eight points. I'll be starting head of the click against the Raiders, Jonathan Taylor against the Jaguars, Arnell Anderson against the Falcons because that he's now the starter uh, Amari Cooper against the Jets uh, Speed Demon versus the Chargers on tomorrow night and Goose Egg Gasick he'll still start we'll see how Logan Thomas keeps going and we'll see if we flip him back uh, oh I don't even name the Scorderell in here uh, Scorderell Patterson versus the Rams Captain Kirk in the flex spot my new kicker and Jason Donald and of course I have my Rams IDP starters, and I just found that I have Justin Simmons now on IR, so I had to make some quick ads. We'll see what I'm doing there. I can't wait to name um, this episode Jason Donald. So Jason Sanders and Aaron Donald. <laughs> no, you, you said my new kicker, Jason Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, next, uh, for door furnishings, he'll be starting Bird Feeder. On Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Have Cascade Bear 5 outdoor something uh, against the Lions. Josh Jacobs versus the Cardinals. Superstar Flower versus the Seahawks. Horseshoe Pit versus the 49ers. All right, so two number one receivers going back and forth at each other. Um, World Feeder at tight end. Ladder Golf Game Set and Giant Sombrero and Shades going back and forth uh, on the Sunday Night Matchup. Um, and the 2021 unanimous defender of the year, I'm assuming that's what he's got going on there. 
um, at the D-line spot, which apparently Micah Parsons now has D-line eligibility as well. Yeah. All right. His IDPs are insane. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to your matchup. You have Damon's Last Stand versus Team Little Slads. So another 0-1 versus 0-1. In this matchup, Team Little Slads is currently projected to win by over 18 points, 167.5 to 149. You will be starting um, Tuanon versus Baltimore. Brees Hall graduates from the taxi squad uh, against the Jets. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, otherwise known as running back one for Thursday night football tomorrow. He's not running back one. He's running back three because he didn't get a cookie. Um, Jerry Judy uh, versus the Texans. Scary Terry versus Detroit. Uh, Gerald Everett on Thursday night football tomorrow night. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones versus the Jets. And Rashad Bateman versus the Dolphins. We'll see how many points uh, Derwin gets tomorrow night as far as your kickers and IDPs. After that, we have Team Little Slads. Uh, he will be starting Tom Brady, who hopes to have a bounce-back performance versus the Saints. Um, a lot of these people on his team are looking to have a bounce-back performance. Uh, Derek Henry versus Buffalo. Alvin Kamara is currently questionable, but playing against Buccaneers. T. Higgins, if he can recover from his concussion in time versus the Cowboys. Uh, Cortland Sutton versus the Texans. Dawson Knox versus the Titans. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown versus Washington and Gabriel Davis versus Tennessee. I think he's going to be doing just fine with his two receivers that are going to be out. Um, we'll see what he's got for, uh, we'll see if Khalil Mack can put up another. Did Khalil Mack start last week? For the Chargers? For him? Uh, no, for. Um... Those last? He was on his bench. Okay, that's what I thought. I was double checking because I saw the crazy score. It got me concerned for a second. Yeah, because Kluimak at 27 points chilling on his bench. All right. Next matchup, we'll go with Lefty or Time to Play the Game versus Team Prince Palmer 17. Well, Lefty, whoa. Lefty wants to start Eno Smith after that impressive performance over Trevor Lawrence and the Truth Biscuit. So, uh, Gino, Jim Rummy, sorry. Uh, will be going against the 49ers at running backs. He's going to have Risk and Sari um, at the wide receiver spots. He's going to look for Perfection, who was definitely the opposite of that last week. An outburst uh, at tight end. He's going to have Zertz uh, in the flex spots. You're going to have Payday and Monopoly. Uh, And he's looking for go to the head of the line uh, to have another great or to have a good game this week for his IDPs. For Ryan, almost all of his guys have the random pick names that I'm not going to go into. Um, Lamar starting versus Miami. AJ Dillon versus the Bears. CJ or Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds versus the Ravens. Jamar Chase against Dallas. Juju versus the Chargers tomorrow night. Kyle Pitts coming off of a pitiful performance against the Rams. No DJ pun intended. That's a, that's a good one, yeah. DJ Moore uh, against the Giants. Drake London versus the Rams. He's going to have the Bills kicker. And he's hoping his IDPs actually show up this week. Then we have 
matchup of two teams that are 1-0. We have D. Sladkey versus these bitches love Bosa. So for Dean D. Sladkey, he's going to have a rookie winner uh, at quarterback tomorrow night. And he will have uh, another cookie winner at running back versus the Cardinals. Then James Conner versus the Raiders. Cookie winner at wide receiver versus the Cardinals. Uh, Stephon Diggs versus the Titans. Cookie winner again tomorrow night at tight end with the stack with Mahomes Kelsey. Uh, Mike Williams also going tomorrow. Uh, Damian Harris at the other flex spot. Um, and then he'll see what he's got going on with um, his tickers and IDPs. Looks like uh, a Bella Dangerous man is supposed to have a pretty damn good game against the Packers. Uh, for these bitches love Bosa, we have Volcano Insurance at quarterback. Kick returner special after a great game um, at running back versus the Lions. Michael Carter versus the Browns. Da- Deontay Johnson versus the Patriots. Catches anything who Logan was crying about earlier versus the Jaguars. TJ Hawkinson versus the Commanders. Pride of Detroit Lakes and Ariel Ace at his flex spots. It looks like the Bosa's and and. Antoine Winfield Jr. are supposed to have some pretty solid games for him. Moving on to the two and three seed right now. Um, it'll be Stirk Daddy versus Get Burrowed, bitches. Uh, Stirk Daddy is currently projected to win by 0.8 points. It's a pretty close matchup from two pretty solid teams that we both think are going to be making the playoffs this year. So, for Get Burrowed, bitches, she starts Daddy. At QB versus the Cowboys. We have DeAndre Swift versus the Commanders. Javante, or yeah, it's Javante Williams versus the Texans. Um, at wide receiver, she has both cookie winners, two girls, one cup uh, versus the Falcons and Justin Jefferson versus the Eagles. Darren Waller will start at tight end versus the Cardinals. For two flex spots, she's starting Leonard Fournette versus the Saints and Curtis Samuel versus Detroit. We'll see where she's got with some um, IDPs. I believe she just picked up Taylor Rapp, who's supposed to be her higher scoring one. First, Dirk Daddy, we're going to have Josh Allen versus the Titans on Monday Night Football, doubleheader. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at running back versus the Giants. Austin Eckler tomorrow night. Tyreek Hill not playing tomorrow night anymore, but Sunday versus the Ravens. Brandon Cooks versus the Broncos. The Goddard Diggers uh, on Monday night at tight end spot. Joe Mixon and Michael Thomas in the flexes. And he took a big hit no longer having TJ Watt there, but he still does have Miles Garrett. And the last matchup. We have the top seed. Um, no, they're both of these are 0-1 teams. Uh, Team Kendall still lit versus 200 mil all in Randy. Currently, Randy is projected to win by 22 so we for Team Candle still lit, we have the GOAT uh, at quarterback versus uh, the Bears. We have King Rowland versus the Patriots. Lone Star versus Cincinnati. Uh, Dark Helmet versus the Falcons. Eagle Five versus the Raiders. At tight end, he has Prince Valium versus the Steelers. Doghouse versus the Seahawks at Flex. And Bartholomew as the other flex spot versus Cincinnati. He's got the best kicker in the league. Spaceball is the kicker. 
um, and hopes that uh, Dr. Schlotkin gets him another cookie this week on the defensive side. Shout out, to the, loving... shout out to the Spaceballs nicknames, though. I was going to say, I, I'm still liking those sitting in there. All right, for 200 mil all, we have Russell at QB against the Texans. Dalvin Cook on Monday night versus Philly. Nick Chubb versus Jets straight off of a $670 bid in Gulag. AJ Brown, beast mode last week, versus is going to be against the Vikings. Mike Evans against the Saints. Dalton Schultz versus Cincinnati. And there's a two flex spots. He currently has Hunter Renfro versus the Cardinals and Kareem Hunt versus the Jets. Um, for his IDPs, it looks like Fred Werner is supposed to get over 10. So if that matchup held, Randy would get his first win and Team Candle still lit would still be looking for his first win for in for the throne. So we have a really great packed week coming our way, starting tomorrow night with a great matchup between the Chargers and the Chiefs, even with Keenan Allen and Harrison Bucker scheduled to be out. What do you think about that matchup? We could kind of do this every Wednesday where we predict, you know, who wins the matchup. What do you what do you think is gonna to happen tomorrow night? I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking that uh, it's going to be looking pretty good. Um, I'm really excited to see how this uh, game turns out because uh, the, both of these teams should be playoff teams, playoff aspirations. We'll see. Um, I wish Keenan Allen was going to be healthy so we can get a full lineup matchup. But I'm looking forward to the first Amazon Prime game of the year too. Oh, God. I forgot Interesting. Yeah, so – Hopefully you guys enjoy that game. I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. We look forward to not only next week, but also what your guys' thoughts are on the newsletter and the Westeros Weekly. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We'll see you next time.